you chug that water. Did you just not record? Oh yeah. Are are we good? Are you looking at our our but, sound? Are we good? Meh. Seems fine. Mm, it's okay. fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Good evening, Crystal. Good evening. You wanted to podcast instead of sleep. Uh, uh, I feel like I you're, said we should podcast. I feel like you're inspired. I am tired though. I'm not tired. I, inspired. I know, but I'm I'm saying that I did want to sleep. I am tired. I lay down, read to the boys, and the laying down it got me. But yes, so you always say that you come up with all of the topics every single time. Which is not true, by the way. Every time except this one. Not true at all. Whatsoever. Hardly. <laughs> like, you got your 40 before 40 thing. I could go through there and I could name several topic ideas that were mine. Mm-hmm. But that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I, I have the topic for this evening. So, I'm part of a fitness forum 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 tell me about this forum (laughs) before we go on (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so it's basically like a place where you can post questions oh so you mean like literally like a like an old school like it is a an old school forum like completely you can post and then you can reply what's your handle what's your name on there i have no clue you have to log in with it. Let me see. It's probably like my name. I don't know. Okay. Let me see what it is. It's not like fit hippie chick. No, it's not. Um, Wild tribe. It might be something like that, like tied to my email. Okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Anyways. It's, it's losing. I'm losing interest. It, 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 yeah, I'm losing interest with that too. So um, it's a fitness forum and you can post different things. Sometimes it's um, people will post skills that they're trying to get and then other people can give tips for how to train. But but hold on. How did you find this forum? This is through the app that I've been using training in calisthenics. Okay. Got and it. So there's a challenge, a three month long challenge. And part of it is getting on this forum and it sounds like they just gamed you into like getting marketed to and community well i mean gotcha yeah anyways so how much that cost how much what cost that forum it's it's included in your membership i think the forum is free (laughs) well that app ain't free (laughs) anyway anyways so somebody posts about how do you stay motivated? And, you know, there are different or what keeps you motivated, you know, that, and this is more particular to fitness is what they mean and working out, um, or learning a skill, for example. And so some people did had, had different responses, but somebody said, well, I like to look at, um, motivation on a, you know, individual level, whether it's me or working with somebody and the four tendencies framework. And I'm like, well, I don't know what the four tendencies framework is. Um, so, of course, I'm like, okay, now I'm I'm curious, right? So they actually posted a link where she says you can find out, like, how you're motivated. And um, so long story short, it is a 
framework with um, basically like four categories of how you're motivated. And it's Gretchen Rubin. So she's an author that I've read some books by. Um, and she's come up with this way to determine um, how you're motivated so then you can, you know, do better, right? Um, know more about yourself. And then also if you're working with other people, um, I assume can use that as well. So for me, I feel like we aren't big into these kind of oh, we'll get to personality that. We'll get to that. things. Um, but I do always find them interesting. Like I know some people are like big on the Enneagrams. Um, I don't know what that means. It's... I think they're just clever ways to steal your password. Here, give us all this personal information the, about yourself. The Enneagrams is a book, so they didn't steal your password. Mm, um, uh, oh, I thought these were these little <laughs> Facebook quizzes or something. No, it's not that. It's like a legit... What like, are those things called? Uh, I don't know what those... You <laughs> like, what? what potato are you? <laughs> right. What kind of potato are you? Yeah. I'm sweet. G- give me your, your birthday <laughs> and, and your childhood best friend and your anyways, first job and first car. Then they have car. all your password stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyways... It's, it's a scam. Uh, love language, those kind of things. Like, I feel like it's learning about your personality, right? I find it interesting. Doesn't mean that I like, I'm not one of these people that, you know, I've literally been in conversation where I'm like, what Enneagram are you? And I mean, they could just have hours of conversations about it. I've had like, so related to that at work, like the personality, I've, I've talked to people that like get all wrapped around the, you know. Yeah. I'm a I-J-N-F-P-O. I'm a this with the wing, this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, just calm down. <laughs> it is interesting. And I think it it can it can be useful, right? It can be a tool. Yeah. So can we talk about this for a second before we get in? Yeah. Talk. Talk. So I, I guess that's my view, right? Like it's a good starting point. I don't think that anybody fits perfectly into these little boxes. Oh, yeah, 100%. And so, you know, if it's called a tendency or, you know, something like that, okay, I can probably get on board with that. You know, you may lean towards a certain, you know, series of behaviors. I say, you know, a lot. I need to quit that. Um, You do. I follow up with an um. That that should work. (laughs) Well, and, and, and some of the people that I'm, I'm around at work, they talk that way. And I think you have a tendency to say tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, to like, like pick that up. Right. Yeah. You know, just there it is. The, the influences <laughs> um, of other people and stuff. So, yeah. But I think that these personality profiles or whatever this framework is, I, I think there are lessons to be learned. And I think that you can develop strategies that meet those types of things. And so if you're stuck, um, they can be useful tools. But I just don't, I don't like putting myself into a box. I don't like putting other people into a box. I think it's an oversimplification of a very complex problem. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I think it's a good thing to, um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I am not a believer in being put into a box. I'm not a believer in, um, I mean, essentially it's like test taking, right? Like you can't be defined by how you scored on a test. A 
you know, eight questions isn't going to get really into deeply who I am. Like, it's just not. Um, but I do think it's a great way to, like I said, have a tool and to reflect upon like things that like, I hadn't really thought about this, um, in relation to motivation. I hadn't really thought about it. So it's kind of interesting and it was interesting to take it and to kind of, like I said, just think and reflect. Um, and if, if it's useful, apply it somewhere, you know, I know. What's Do the it. Quote? Say the quote. What is Bruce the quote? Lee quote. Say yeah, it. I want you to say it. Um, it's something like take what is useful, discard what is not, and make what is uniquely your own. Now you can. I mean, that's pretty that's, close. That was that, like the gist of it, at least. It is absorb. Absorb. Okay. What is useful. Discard. Discard what is useless. Add what is uniquely your own. I did good, I think. I, I mean, you I probably mean, said it more times than I should have known it exactly. You should have. <laughs> I can tell you don't listen to me. <laughs> I do I'm, listen I'm to kidding. you. You had the essence of it. That was good. Okay, so let's get into these these four tendencies. So hold on. Before okay. we do, what, what did the forum say about this? I mean, that was it? Just that the chick was like, hey, I like to look at these tendencies and... She said, um, so what she said is when you're trying to reflect upon what motivates you, she sees this as a good tool um, because it looks at, it can help you figure out what motivates you was how she was saying it. Like, and then you can, can do better from there. Like game it to your advantage kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. That was her, you know, kind of, and it was very non, you know, pushy. It was just. Hey, if this is useful here. Did you read yeah. the fine print where she said that she's affiliated and she's... I did not. She, I, I do see her login um, up here, though. Her, well, she's getting points. What do they call those people? I'm just kidding. Um, influencer. <laughs> she's, a, she's an influencer <laughs> yeah. for... What was this person's name again? Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen. Well, Gretchen. What's Gretchen's thing? What's Gretchen's thing? What do you mean? Yeah. You said she's an author and stuff. Like, what's what she, she read about? She is. Let me, let me see... What I've read several things by her or listened. I've not um, listened or read. I want to say, yeah, the happiness project is one. Um, that's the first one I listened to by her. And then better than before. Listen to that one. Um, actually, I might've read that one. I'm not sure, but the happiness project is probably her like biggest, um, book oh she has a book the four tendencies so there you go yeah if we like it then we we can learn more um so yeah all right so you wanted to take this quiz and what did you learn so i'm just going to give a little background on it because people might be like what in the world are you talking about so we just said it was regards to motivation so i'm gonna just kind of go over the four tendency framework and so there are four different you know, essentially categories that you could fall into. Um, and the first one is the upholder. So you meet outer expectations and you meet inner expectations. So one thing, um, when this person commented on the forum that they had kind of said was it helps you to kind of think about if you're intrinsically or extrinsically motivated. Um, so the next one is the obliger, um, meets outer expectations, resist inner inner expectations. The rebel resists both outer and inner, 
and the questioner resists outer expectations and meets inner expectations. So that's just a brief, um, a brief little description of it. And then you can go on to take this little quiz. What was it? Eight questions, I think. It was, but like the last question was like a multi-question kind of yeah, thing. It so had it, like, it kind of tricked you. Yeah. So the last one had multiple things that you could pick like scale wise. Um, so do you want to go into what your results are? Why are you putting me on the spot first? I don't know. You want me to go? I just wasn't prepared. I You should I, be prepared. I saved it on my phone. Jocko prepares for 10 hours. We ten, don't. 10 to we 15 don't do hours. That. We, don't, we are not getting paid enough for this podcast to do that. What do you mean? <laughs> We're printing the money from this podcast. Oh, yeah. All of our paid advertisers. Oh, yeah. Okay. They keep us going. That's right. Um, okay, so you finish this little quiz, and it gives you your results, but it also, you know, with your email, which I'm sure is being sold time and time again now, they they give you a copy of the report. So I will read my results here. So my tendency was upholder, according to, to this, this quiz. So it says... The Four Tendencies Framework describes how we respond to expectations. We all face two kinds of expectations. Outer, such as meeting work deadlines or observing traffic regulations. And inner expectations, such as quitting, napping, or... What? Quitting, napping, or keeping a New Year's resolution. So, for Upholder, they've got a quote here that kind of encapsulates it. It says, I do what others expect of me. And what I expect of myself. So what does it mean to be an upholder? Upholders respond readily to outer and inner expectations. They wake up and think, what's on the schedule and the to-do list for today? They want to know what's expected of them and to meet those expectations. They avoid making mistakes or letting people down, including themselves. Others can rely on upholders and upholders can rely on themselves. They're self-directed and have little trouble meeting commitments, keeping resolutions, or hitting deadlines. They often finish early. They generally want to understand the rules and often search for the rules beyond the rules, as, as in the case of, the art, uh, of art or ethics. Because upholders feel a real obligation to meet their expectations for themselves, they, they have a strong instinct for self-preservation, and this helps to protect them from burnout. However, upholders may struggle in situations where expectations aren't clear. They may feel compelled to meet expectations, even ones that seem pointless. They may feel uneasy when they know they're not observing the rules, even unnecessary rules, or when they're asked to change plans at the last minute. Others may find them rigid. Mm. There's a relentless quality to upholderness, which can be tiring both to upholders and the people around them. Upholders embrace habits and form them fairly easily because they find habits gratifying. The fact that even habit-loving upholders uh, must struggle to foster good habits shows how challenging it is to shape our habits. As outlined in Better Than Before, my book about habit change... <laughs> Shameless, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Certain strategies <laughs> for habit. 
Chains tend to have special appeal for upholders. For instance, if you're trying to exercise more, you might schedule exercise for a specific time instead of fitting it into your day at some point. So a strategy of scheduling. Keep a chart where you can get a check mark every time you exercise or use a pedometer to track your uh, steps. Take advantage of a big life change, new house, new job, new relationship to start strong with a new habit. Note, upholders and obligers are the two tendencies that readily meet external expectations, so they have much in common. And this description of upholders, or excuse me, sorry, I'm reading this, and apparently I'm getting old trying to read off my phone here. (laughs) If the, that, and I got like a mic in my face and all kinds of stuff, so there's a lot going on here. Um... Upholders and obligers are two tendencies that readily meet external expectations. So they have much in common. If this description of upholders doesn't quite ring true to you as a description of yourself, you may be an obliger. Also, few people are upholders and many people are obligers. Hmm, curious. Didn't catch that the first time I read this. The key difference is how do you respond to an expectation you impose on yourself? If you readily meet the expectation, you're an upholder. If you struggle to meet that expectation, you're an obliger. When we understand ourselves and how our tendency shapes our perspective of the world, we can adapt our circumstances to suit our own nature. And when we understand how other people, people's tendencies shape their perspective, we can engage with them more effectively. That is my report. How do you feel about that? Hmm. I think there's a lot of it that I can relate to, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think there was that one in there, you know, like, change my plans at the last minute. That annoys me. Yeah, I, I readily admit that. So the the idea, others may find me rigid. I don't dis- disagree with that. Um, I don't really think that I struggle in situations where expectations aren't clear. I think I try to seek out and understand, like, hey, what are the rules of the game first? But I also don't have too much of a problem, like, making shit up, you know? Like, if a lot of the work that I do, for example, um, we're building it for the first time. There's not a rule book. There's not a, uh, a script to follow, right? There's no, there's no procedure. Like, we're literally inventing, you know, and coming up with the ideas for the first time. And, and I actually right. think I thrive on that. Um, I think life is a lot more simple when you understand the rules and the expectations and like where somebody's head at. I, there's just a lot less ambiguity. And so I probably, um, you know, prefer that. And if the rules exist and somebody's already put the time into designing, you know, I don't have any problem at least starting there, you know. Um, but in the absence of those rules, I don't like freeze or panic or, you know, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be able to build like the tiny house like without blueprints or anything. You know, we just we just build it. Right. Like those types of things. I don't I don't have any problem with that. Right. So, but overall, I think there's a lot of those things that that I re- I relate to and the habit stuff, I'd never really considered that. I wonder if it makes me appear less sympathetic for others because you know, if I say I'm going to do something, I just do it. And I don't, like, really put a lot of thought into it, you know. 
hey, I'm going to go run 50 miles. And I just, like, I do it, you know. And for other people, they, it's this big goal and this big thing. And um, I think that maybe annoys them sometimes that I just do it and, you know. I don't think it annoys probably them that you do it. It probably annoys them that you're like, just do it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the, the empathy piece of it, yeah. right? Or the appearance of it. Right. Because it comes easy to me. I have a harder time understanding why it doesn't come easy to others. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. None of that said that, but just as I kind of process through it. Yeah. I think there's maybe something there, so... I don't know. I'll skim through it again here and see if there's anything that jumps out at me. But I think there's there's one other concept, though. Actually, this this is probably the primary concept that came up as I read this. Um, it almost feels like there's this aspect of agreeableness that comes with um, being an upholder, right? Like if you're meeting other people's expectations and following the rules and you're agreeable. Um, but I don't think that That's you. you would view me as particularly agreeable. Yeah, I don't interpret it like that. I interpret it as like there's a standard that needs to be met and it will happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, kind of see it as agreeableness with what you read my interpretation of it it's more like these expectations are set i will absolutely make sure it happens um well i mean i've told you before too that i am um i'm a really good number two for people like if you got a vision you got something you want to have happen yeah i don't like when you say that but (laughs) why do you not like it because i don't think you're a number two but (laughs) it doesn't mean i can't also do other things right i'm not i'm not suggesting that but yeah i think that it's i've actually spent more time talking about this since we last mentioned it but i think it's an aspect of service right and so i find more fulfillment helping somebody else achieve a goal than achieving a goal myself i can see that and so i think maybe that's that's why right like I make I make it happen. Yeah. I believe that to be true. I don't like it when you say that. <laughs> More don't on you, that later. Don't you talk about my man like that. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. You want me to go into mine? No. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how about I share? Just kidding. I will go into mine, but I'll share with the two that we are not just quickly what it says about them. So the obliger, which you went into that a little bit on yours, but it says, um, for them, I do what I have to do. I don't want to let others down, but I may let myself down. Um, that I feel like probably 10 years ago, that was 100% me. 100% grew up completely that. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Um, And then for the rebel, um, I do what I want in my own way. If you try to make me do something, even if I try to make myself do something, I'm less likely to do it. 
I need to, I need to know if you are listening to this podcast and you take this quiz quiz and you are a rebel, I want to talk to you. <laughs> like I just, I can't, I can't picture many people in my life that would fall under that. So I'm trying to picture, I know there's somebody in my life that is, would fall under that. And I would be like, oh, oh yeah, but I, I can't picture that person right now. Like I can picture the others. I can't picture that one for some reason, like in my life. Well, I, I don't think that's unintentional though either, right? Like somebody that operates that way is probably not somebody is, that I necessarily like mesh with. Is that what you mean? Read it again. I do what I want in my own way. If you try to make me do something, even if I try to make myself do something, I'm less likely to do it. I mean, to me, it's just, it's like, it's a, it's a selfish person, right? Somebody yeah. with an inflated ego or, you know, self-worth that, um, you better watch. I just told people to tell me if they're one. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's, like you said, it's, un, it's unlikely. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I feel like there's only four categories. So I feel like and again, there's got to be a lot of them out there. I, I would argue that in certain situations, I probably fall into that category where it's like, I'm not going to budge. I think it's fucking stupid. And no matter what you say or do or think of me, I'm not going to do it. Right? Yeah. You know, I think that's where you got to have like the aspect of a brain involved in it as well. Right. But, um, but I mean, I... I would also suggest that somebody that falls into that category probably has some sort of trauma, right? It's a, yeah. it's a reaction to some sort of, you know, life events. Right. And it's a, it's a compensation or a coping mechanism. Right. Would be my guess, but yeah. I'm not a psychologist. I, I mean, I might have to read this book. Like now that I know there's a book, I might have to read this book. <laughs> she might've just sold me. Mm. <laughs> It happened. I need to make sure the person on the forum gets her credit. <laughs> well, she probably already got your 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 email, so yeah. You're gonna, okay, so it's I'll go be showing up in your Facebook now too. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, I'll go into mine now. So mine is questioner. So again, I think I would one hundred percent an obliger before, and still have some of those tendencies probably. But um, so, what does it mean to be a questioner? So I'm going to read my little thing. Questioners question all expectations and they respond to an expectation only if they conclude that it makes sense. In essence, in essence, they only meet inner expectations, which that was shocking to me, right? Because I was obliger and it was so much like making everybody else happy. That is shocking to me. But then let's keep reading. Let's. Let's do they're motivated by reason, logic, and fairness. They wake up and think what needs to be done today and why. They decide for themselves whether a course of action is a good idea, and they resist doing anything that seems to lack purpose. Because questioners want to make well-considered decisions and come to their own conclusions, they tend to be intellectually engaged, and they're often willing to do exhaustive research. I don't know that that's me. <laughs> Maybe you're my research. Okay. Anyways, if they decide, only if you set that expectation for me, <laughs> if set they the standard. If they decide there's su sufficient basis for an expectation, they'll follow it. They won't follow it if there's an arbitrary, ineffective, or inefficient. They tend to take direction only from people they respect. I think that's true. 
When making a request of a questioner, be sure to include plenty of justification. We need to get the car inspected by the end of the week. Otherwise, we could get hit with a big fine or a risk breakdown during our upcoming road trip. Okay, so this, I haven't read all this. This is all brand new to me right now. I just read the little beginning thing. That is like, yes, you'll tell me to do something and I won't do it. But then when you give the reasoning, I'm like, oh, okay. I hadn't thought about it like that. I can't help but just remember the time that you drove one expired tax for like two years because your dad always did it. And it was like after we got married and you had no idea you were supposed to go and like register it. And so like, I look at your license plate and I'm like, what the hell? Do you remember that? I think I there was, it wasn't a fine, but I think it was like an extra fee to, because it had been so long since it had been renewed. Like there was no. something we had to do. That sounds right. Oh, it was right. Okay. Anyway. For sure. <laughs> Arguments such as everyone has to do this. You said you do this or because I say so, or I'm the doctor aren't compelling to a questioner. At times people may feel overwhelmed by a questioner's relentless appetite for inspiration information and justification their constant questioning may be perceived by others as disrespectful defiant undermining or showing lack of team spirit i found that interesting are you done no no okay keep going (laughs) there's still quite a bit skillful questioners learn to ask questions in a way that seems constructive Questioners sometimes suffer analysis paralysis when they find it difficult to make a decision or move forward because they keep wanting more and more information. Oh my gosh, that is 100% me. Analysis paralysis. I have a word for it. Yeah, I I could have told you that word. (laughs) I've never heard that before. I have that. I I know people that have that, but I'm not one of them. I have that. You don't have that. Okay. They can manage analysis paralysis with strategies such as setting deadlines, establishing limits, or consulting trusted authorities. That's why I am terrible at vacation planning, by the way, because I get analysis paralysis. That's what I'm going to say from now on. I am but let's I'm just, getting this We just won't go on vacation anymore. No, that's not going to happen. I need to set deadlines, establish limits, and consult a trusted authority. Don't tell <laughs> me about your limits. <laughs> okay. Ironically, many questioners dislike being questioned. They consider their actions carefully so they find it tiresome or tiresome or explain to be asked to justify their decision. Once questioners believe that a particular habit is worthwhile, they'll stick to it, but only if they're satisfied with the habit's usefulness. As outlined in Better Than Before, my book about habit change. Ooh, there's another (laughs) shameless plug. Certain strategies for habit change tend to have special appeal for questioners. For instance, if you're trying to exercise more, you might design a habit very specifically to suit your particular character and idiosyncrasies strategy of distinctions consider exactly why and how a particular habit should be kept get more information about your habits by wearing a pedometer or charting your exercise you had that one a strategy of monitoring when we understand ourselves and how our tendency shapes our perspective of the world we can adapt our circumstances to suit our own nature and when we understand how other people's tendencies shape their perspective we can engage with them more effectively The four tendencies explain why we act and why we don't act. So, and and I think as we've gone through this, 
this is why I don't like these things because there are many, <laughs> many things that you said that I think I could relate to in certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I answered it all in my estimation, I guess, in environments that are familiar or perhaps you could call them, you know, environments where there's trust or you feel safe, right? If I'm in a unfamiliar environment, I'm probably going to question more until I figure things out before I figure out the motives. And and that's why I say like these, these, you may have some defaults, um, but to me, these are, these are really strategies that are situation based. And so there's Mm -hmm. not like a one size fits all. You may have one that you're, you're predisposed to, but really you should have probably all of these, even the rebel that I tried to, you know, speak ill of there earlier, right? There's probably, if the motives are, um, some rebel in you impure or, uh, you know, harmful to others, um, probably a good time to be a rebel and not participate, right? And so, to me, they're all strategies. They're tools in a toolkit that you need to selectively uh, apply to the situations at hand. Yeah. I agree with that. So, question for you, though. Um, so, you talked about being kind of the the obliger um, earlier in life mm-hmm. and, and now more in this, this questioner camp. What What do you estimate... Um, caused that change, and, and when did it happen? Um, I think there's multiple things that that the shift happened. Um, I would trace it to age, to becoming a mother, and to moving away i thought it was the the kids that do all the questioning (laughs) they do a lot of questioning (laughs) moving away what what i think just kind of breaking away from where we were at so i was in a mold of where i obliged and that was an ultimate like um ultimate not obliging right if you think about um, like family there, like there were a lot of people that that was not an outer expectation that they had for us that that was put on me, for example, for us. Um, so I think that was like a big break and a big shift. Um, becoming a mother, I am now responsible for two other people and the way that they are raised and how they are treated. And I'm not going to oblige to what other people expect when I'm the one raising them. We're the one raising them. Um, yeah. I see. I wouldn't say I'm a rebel, but I, I, I mean, I think a lot of the questioner stuff, I, I heard yours, um, and yeah, maybe there were a couple of things that I didn't feel like, yeah, I get a lot of, you know, relate to a lot of that, but I did feel like I related to some of this. Some of this, it's like, hmm, maybe I am kind of like that, but I never really thought about it. Um, 
one thing that kind of stood out here. Where is it? trying to see it was I can't find it but like oh here their constant questioning may be perceived by others as disrespectful defiant undermining or show a lack of team spirit I don't feel like that's something that um I've ever I don't think that, that I'm perceived that way by others I hope I'm not, but I don't think I am. But then it says skillful questioners learn to ask questions in a way that seems constructive. Um, well, I think everybody that knows you knows that any questions you ask that your motives are pure. Right. Like, I don't think anybody thinks that you've got like an ill bone in your body. Aw. I'll fix that when we get done. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. So close. <laughs> Not checking that explicit box. <laughs> oh, no. I, I already blew that, that up. No way. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so inappropriate. Anyways. Funny, though. <laughs> but, I mean, I never really thought of my... I would never think of myself as a questioner. I would have never said that. But, like I said, I do feel like I relate to a lot of this and mind blown by analysis paralysis. Mind blown. Mind blown. Where are we going to dinner? Can't help you. Analysis paralysis right here. <laughs> I right now we're not eating out, so we don't have that. Maybe I'm wrong here. Paralysis. But I suspect that my approach is probably rubbed off on you at times. Oh, yeah. I think mutually... We've in many things, right? But yes, I agree with that. I was probably more of a rebel earlier in in life. I would say that is true. Maybe maybe more of a questioner that that grew into something else. I don't know. But I no, I I think you're more of a rebel. Actually, (laughs) now that now that you say that, I mean, yeah. Why are you saying that? I don't know. Now I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking of you as younger and I could see that. Yeah. You saying I'm damaged? I'm not saying you're damaged. Not at all. Well, when we get done, I'll shoot you a message after I listen to this podcast and let you know that I used to be a rebel so that we can have a talk. (laughs) I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Because I need to meet a rebel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize I had married one. Mm. You think you were a rebel when we got married? Probably. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it was probably more like it was high school years. I think I had most of that out of my system after that. I do what I want in my own way. If you try to make me do something, even if I try to make myself do something, I'm less likely to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know could, about the. You could probably have a conversation with my parents, and they'd probably be like, "That's Derek, one hundred percent." All right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that I need to have a conversation with them. <laughs> again, this is why I don't like these things because I it's think it's trying to put you in a box. Now it's it's situational. Like, like I probably was a rebel, probably was an asshole at times, and then you know, other times I don't think I've ever been a rebel. Do you think I've ever, I don't think I've ever, mm. I, you know, I, I don't know. Right. I think that 
think that you probably like some of the free spirit kind of tendencies that you have now could could fit into some of those categories. Yeah, but I see that more as the questioner. Like, tell me why it makes sense. Like, I don't know. You have dreads, dear. Like, I don't think that you sat and questioned that. You're just like, I just want these. I want to be this like free spirit and do my own thing. I don't care if anybody likes my hair or whatever. I'm doing this for me. And okay. Well, maybe I I need I just need to get the book. I'm just I'm gonna probably read this book just so you know because now I'm curious. Well, take I good fell notes. into the trap. Yeah, you should take good <laughs> notes then. Okay. Final thoughts. I, I don't I don't have any. I I would like if anybody else goes and takes this quiz, I will post it. I'll post the link. They'll take your email and my husband over here is convinced that Gretchen will be selling it. I'm doing something. <laughs> um Yeah, use use that burner email. Don't use but your, I, your good one. I almost like messaged you after I took it and said like here, use my email cuz I know you're not going to want to do yours. But Oh, I sent that shit to high university. I don't care. You? No shame. I should have used my hotmail. <laughs> I never even got the email either. <laughs> That's my, I still carry my Hotmail account for mm. very special occasions. <laughs> Shows my age. It's time to go put on my night cream. <laughs> Is that when you get done signing out of AOL or? <laughs> if, you still, if you have a Hotmail account, it's time to go put on your night cream. <laughs> Anyways. Alrighty then. If anybody takes this quiz, you must message us, me or him, whoever you would rather message. Definitely Probably you. me. <laughs> and I will have a talk with you about your thing because I will probably ask you questions. You, you could invite him on the podcast. Oh, we could. We don't have another mic. But I mean, Am- you can go. <laughs> Amazon would be happy to sell us two more mics and booms. That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what... what what people are, and I'm probably going to get this book and read it at some point in the I, future. I look forward to hearing your your cliff notes. I I should go look and see if I have access to it on that Get Abstract where it gives you like the the summary version of it. We probably this is probably the summary version right here. Okay. But, All right, yeah. Rebel. I, I'm done. <laughs> Nothing else to I'm say. Just a questioner. All right. Nothing else. No. All right. Done. Peace out.